three, two, one. You are now listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tim Hart. Branch Manager of Van Dyke Mortgage right here in Fort Myers, Florida. Welcome to an episode of the Heartbeat Show podcast. I've got a uh, friend with me, getting to know him over the last couple of years. Our kids go to school together. Um, he is a local dentist in Cape Coral, Dr. Phil Craver. Phil, how you doing, sir? Man, thanks for having me. You know, you Can said I that- call you Phil on the air or do I got to go doctor? Please call. Please call Phil, yeah. Dr. Phil's got that negative connotation with the- <laughs> you know. Yeah. You, you, that's how old of a joke is that by the way to you when you're like you know, uh, I used to not like it because I was you know I felt like I was being compared but if you ever watch the show he's got some good advice I mean he's got some kind of quirky characters on there but uh I'll say for the most part he does a pretty good job so I'll, I'll I, dude, I enjoy Dr. Phil he's funny to me man so yeah. you're all right man better you know better than being named Tim so good yeah. job Phil well you know and you said that our kids know each other but you forgot to mention the fact that um uh at the last dance I think that they might even have danced together. I think that your son asked my daughter to dance. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm actually interviewing you at this point, man. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that this is, uh, you know, where this is going here. Yeah. Well, dude, trust me, my daughter's in your son's class too. So this could be, uh, we may get to know each other more than we want in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Let's hope it's on my son's side. Um, yeah. just kidding, man. Well, Hey, you're a great family. You guys are. And so brought you on today. Uh, we were talking, you have a really cool presentation um, called The Science of the Smile, right? That's right. Yeah, so we're going to get into that. And but before we do, um, tell us a little about yourself, man. How did you end up becoming a dentist and following this path? Sure. My dad's a dentist, uh, Dr. Mark Craver. He's been here since the 80s in Cape Coral, Del Prado. And so I grew up in Cape Coral and um, never really wanted to be a dentist. wanted to be a physician. And when I got into college, um, uh, decided to start looking at all the different uh, health careers and just came back to dentistry. He was always at my basketball games and football games and um, always was there for me. And um, I love being around the office. And the more I looked into it, I said, you know, I'm going to try this dentistry thing out. And I'm really glad I did because it's really fitted my personality and my, um, just the way I, I kind of operate. And I love the talking to patients and helping patients and um, you know, people really have a lot of issues and we're able to really help people on a very personal level. And it's just, it's a really good fit for me. And I just love being a dentist over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Cool. Cool, man. Well, you're doing a good job. Heard nothing but good things about you. And it's amazing how many dentists go to uh, our kids' school too, man. You guys yeah, are everywhere. Yeah, we kind of flock together. You know, we've got some of the funnest dentists in town, I think, uh, congregated at our school too. Yeah, hey, Traxxas, sure. McDowell's, right? There's several of them in there. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys are like a clan, man. Good, good job. So let's get into. Um, you got anything else to talk about about your practice before we get into your presentation? No, I think we'll just jump right into it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, real quick though, before we do this, going to hand the screen over to uh, Phil, and he's going to share a few slides. If you're listening on audio, make sure you check it out on YouTube. But he's going to walk us through this, and uh, really interested to hear what he got to say about the smile. So, Doctor Phil, take it over, man. Share your screen. Share it right here. Let me know if you can see that. Yeah. That. Okay, Doctor cool. Craver started screen sharing. There he yes, is, Joker-looking yes. guy. You got him. For those who aren't uh, 
able to watch it. I'll try not to reference it too much, but it's kind of my crutch. I like to have something right in front of me. I can help. Hey, you uh, do your thing, man. If they got to go watch the video, they'll go watch the video. You're perfect, right. man. Perfect. So um, the science of a smile, um, you know, as a dentist, that's kind of our place that we, we live. We have people coming in every day to us to uh, ask us about their smile, for us to evaluate it. You know, they have uh, little things that they want uh, to improve, sometimes large things to improve. And so we kind of have to sometimes take a couple steps back and really look at the whole picture of a person and kind of talk to them a lot about not just their individual teeth, but um, just sometimes their attitude, their expectations, and kind of you know, going forward. And uh, over the years, you know, both in dental school and, and continuing education and just you know, personal study, you learn a lot about smiling and how important it is for life, and you kind of see it in your patients. And so I want to kind of I'll put together a couple of little slides and a couple of little corners and I think important things for you to know about a smile. It's not just about dentistry. It's about really your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. So I think you learned today that, you know, you probably will smile a little bit more after this presentation, hopefully. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm already smiling. I'm already happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah keep going. All right. So let's start it off. So why study smiling? So the, um, the, the smile uh, in a lot of different fields of study has been known as like the best scientific indicator of the emotional state of a human being. So like, when, you know, when you look across the room and see somebody, you can kind of tell what's going on in their mind. If they're smiling, you know that they're having a good time. If they're not, you kind of don't know. So if you really want to be able to tell what's happening in somebody, uh, to know their smile or why they're smiling is really, really important. So a lot of fields of science have kind of converged on smiling to kind of figure out why we smile, when we smile, um, uh, how can we tell if somebody's fake smiling versus real smiling? And so psychologists study this. Are the psychologists full of studies of smiling? Sociologists want to know how people interact together in groups. Um, marketing, when a company puts out a new product, they get focus groups together. They get a lot of people together in a room. And when they film, that's one of their criteria that they look for is how quickly do patients or, or, or uh, consumers uh, smile? before um, when experiencing the products um, economics um, when you smile you really value something when you smile usually and so the value aspect of things comes into play when people smile and of course medicine um, so many studies have been showing how important smiling and laughing and just having a good time uh, influences your health and your longevity as we'll kind of see here in a little bit and uh, so taking it way back to like the 1800s, just to kind of start off with like when did smiling really start to get started? Uh, Can you take this picture in Norfolk Myers? Where is this? Yeah, I mean, this right here is uh, down the street right here. This is, uh, you know. That North Cape, that North Cape Coral. The, the, the crackers coming down, uh, you know, down. It's your boy old. Wild Bill Belvin you were talking about. Wild Bill Belvin, that's right. Yeah. That's, uh, so this guy, um, 1800s was really no like, you know, uh, laws or rules for doing science and so, this guy, Duchenne, a French scientist, started putting electrodes on people's faces. And what he was trying to do is he was an anatomist. So he's trying to figure out which uh, muscles mimicked or, or actually made you smile. And so he'd hook it up to these people's cheeks, their, their faces, and all over the place. And he would identify exactly where their smile uh, uh, muscles originated from. And what we know now is what we call this is the true smile, the king of smiles, like the best smile ever what involves all the muscles of your face is actually called the Duchenne smile. And so when you look at somebody smiling, um, every other smile that's not a Duchenne smile is really just kind of a social smile, just kind of like a like below the 
eyes, you know, kind of raising the corners of your lips, but a full Duchenne smile is when you get really elevated eyes, elevated okay. cheek. Okay. And so I what, cannot wait to smile in the mirror already, dude. It's, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, he took these electrodes, put them over people's faces and, you know, made the frowning faces and he figured out exactly how we did this. And, uh, uh, it's called the chin smile, like I said. Um, one of the words that we give to this smile also is called smizing. It's not really a popular word, but I've heard it used a couple of times. And that's smiling with your eyes, smizing, kind of cute, you know. Um, but it really involves the, the eye muscles, like I said, pulling the, lip, the, the eyelids up, which actually makes the eyes squint a little bit. And it also gets this little crow's feet in the corners there. So if you're one of people who have lots of crow's feet, say, well, that's actually a sign that you've been doing a whole lot of smiling. You know, people get Botox to slow that stuff down. You know, sometimes that can actually inter interfere with their um, their ability to, to to smile a Duchenne smile. Yeah, uh, beauty sometimes uh, will sacrifice that, I guess. But that crow's feet is where you get that from. And you can kind of tell when you see someone who's you know lived a good life, a happy life. You can kind of see it on their face a little bit. You know, it's, Crow, it's so crow's feet is just a symptom of smiling and laughing a lot. So it's it's what happens when you I mean that's a really kind of a crunchy area where you just kind of fold up right there. But when you have a true Duchenne smile, you can't have it without your your crow's feet showing. Okay, so you know a lot of women don't want to get rid of this thing, but it's actually a sign of a of, of pure joy. Okay, so there's actually like I said, there's really two smiles. One is like the social smile, and that's kind of focused down below your nose. Okay, that's just your your corners of your lips going up and. Uh, like I said, when you go through a full smile, you get really, really big face, cheek muscles. And you probably can think of someone in your life now that's just always kind of beaming, smiling. And uh, this, this next study shows some really cool things here too. So one of my favorite studies about smiling is this baseball card study. Did you ever collect baseball cards, Tim? Oh, dude. Yeah, man. Speaking yeah, I baseball, actually, you bring up baseball cards. Um, we go off topic here for a second. But I picked the absolute – I'm a few years older than you, like five. And um, I picked the absolute worst time to go head first into baseball cards. It was 1986. It was 86 tops. And I got like 7,000 of these shitty cards that were worth like a, you know, the, the most expensive card in the whole set's like a dollar. It was like the worst time ever. But yeah, I was big time into cards for several years. Do you remember that store off Del Prado? Um, uh, at the card shop, you know, it's kind of by like uh, in between Vizcaya. And um, and Walmart on the kind of the east side. Of it. That's where I get all my cars. And I was yeah, it was on the east side of Del Prado, right? Yeah, east side of Del Prado there. Yep, yep. I used to go in there all the time. I used to ride my bike up there and just buy cards. But yeah, so anyway, they they did these 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 1950s. They took all these baseball players and lined up all their cards, and they actually measured the size of their smile. And they had 12 point criteria of like you know which muscles are raised, you know, and trying to see you know, trying to categorize them into three different categories. One was no smile, one was partial smile, one was beaming smile, which we also call the Duchenne smile in science. And what they found was, is that the, the players who um, had the beaming smiles, the largest smiles, actually lived much longer than those in their baseball cards that didn't smile at all. So on average, the people who had beaming smiles lived to about 80, whereas the ones who didn't smile at all were only, you know, passed away around 73. It's about seven years difference that, that you can see. And that's, that's a, almost a tenth of your life, depending on, you know, how long you live. And the people who kind of had the slight smile in the middle, kind of that social smile, were also kind of in the middle. Okay, so um, that's kind of interesting. And what how makes many you, Do you know how many cars they did? They did something like, I don't know, something 300. 
400, 400 or something. So that's very a lot. Specific. Yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 they broke it down pretty well and, and they kind of come out to, um, you know, it fell along the lines of their hypothesis, which is the bigger the smile, the longer the person's longevity would, would be. And also predict their careers. People who actually had uh, longer careers actually had bigger smiles too. So not only did it affect longer how long careers they lived, in baseball? longer careers in baseball. So actually longer careers and longer lives. Okay, so it's pretty interesting that, that just a smile would predict that. Now, you know, one thing that you think about is, okay, what if I'm not a smiley person? Okay. And there's a lot of smiley people, you know, they might annoy me. They, they might have these, you know, just naturally smiley. Um, but what, what we found is that you can actually teach yourself and actually get some of the benefits of smiling from uh, just trying to smile. And there's this guy who used to hang around Martin Luther King. I uh, can't pronounce his name, Mitch Town Man, but he was some Buddhist monk back in the, back in the day. And he has this quote that's like all over every science journal every, or smile science literature article. And they all quote this guy saying, sometimes your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. And they love this quote because it's actually buried out in science pretty well by multiple studies. And uh, one of the studies, well, actually before I do that, um, so every time you smile, a true Duchenne smile, okay, you don't really get the same benefits if you just kind of curl up your lips, but every time you actually raise your eyebrows and raise and raise your, your eyes and your, your cheek muscles contract, you get that really big, goofy looking smile, your brain actually has like a party. It really goes nuts. And really the, the chemicals that are secreted are the dopamine and the serotonin and some of the other uh, kind of minor neurotransmitters. And these, these are the same chemicals that uh, are secreted when um, we, we have pleasure. And so we actually give ourselves these big doses of dopamine and serotonin just by smiling and having a time. And um, the, uh, the, there's one study that I read that, that in one dose of a Duchenne smile, the amount of dopamine and serotonin secreted by your brain is more than like, like 2,000 bars of chocolate. You know, to, to imagine how much power it is and how much well-being that you get from it, these two chemicals is, is pretty amazing. Huh. And, you know, and so serotonin and dopamine, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but just kind of a side note, you've seen these people wearing these necklaces yet with these like chemical symbols around them. I've seen like four or five patients come in the last couple of months and they're wearing these, it's like a stylish thing now to wear these dopamine and serotonin little charms around your neck, you know? Yeah, my wife would probably notice that. I'm a little too dumb. I would look at it and think like, you know, what do they got like stick figures? I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that together. When I first saw- Now I will though, oh, no. Bill, now I will. Now you're going to be like, hey, is that dopamine? Yeah, you got dopamine and serotonin on your neck? And you're telling them, like, you know, did you smile bigger than tell them about the chocolate bars? And they'll probably say, hmm. <laughs> Let me see your Duchenne. Is that going to be weird if you go up and say it to somebody? <laughs> I think. Um, Show me your Duchenne. That'd be good. Now the. Um, don't let me ruin your presentation, by the no, way. I, no, please, please do, actually. This, okay. this is going to keep going if you don't. Um, <laughs> So about that four smiles talking about, you know, I don't know about your kids, but if you like show up to somewhere and you're like, you know, you see them like putting that frowny face on, you just kind of like, you know, in the shoulder, hey, you know, smile. Like you need, you need to like, you know, increase your social awareness that people are actually watching you. You want to, you know, not give off a rude vibe, you know, but uh, there's a lot of studies on for smiling actually causing happiness. And so what they did in this one study is they didn't tell anybody what was happening. They just gave them uh, things to put in their mouth and they gave them instructions. And they said, okay, we're going to put this pencil or the stick in your mouth, but you can't um, let it touch your lips. Okay. Or you can't let it touch your teeth. 
And so what that actually does is if you imagine putting a pencil inside your mouth and not being able to touch your, 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 your lips to it, it actually makes you uh, lift all your muscles up in your face, all the way up into your cheeks, all into your eyes. And so you pull, pull your lips out of the way. And they, and they also did it for frowny faces. They put this, um, you know, a stick in their mouth and had um, them tell them that, that you can't touch it your teeth, only your lips. And so it would make you kind of pucker your, your face and kind of make you kind of frown a little bit. And then what they did with these people is they showed them, um, there's a couple different studies with different techniques, but one showed them like cartoons and one showed them different type of video clips. And afterwards, they, they made the, the people, the participants, rate their experiences. And what they found was that the people who had forced smiles led to more positive feelings and perceptions. They actually had better scores and more positive um, uh, feelings and, and perceptions according to uh, their face. And for the people who were forced frowned, uh, forced to frown led to more negative feelings and perceptions, which I don't know about you, Tim, that's kind of crazy that you can literally force yourself to smile or frown and it actually affect your outlook on life. I mean, like, I wish my I wish our kids can be in here and kind of be presenting this to them. I oh, dude! I mean, I've been sitting here as you're doing this, thinking my well, my oldest mainly, but uh, all of them almost. It's like they well, they don't wanna, they don't want to let that smile rip, and I I love their smiles, and it's like you got to almost yell at them to do it. Well, it's it's crazy. The um, I, I read one study that said that children on average smile 400 times per day. And that um, as they get older, they, they, it starts to dramatically decrease. There's actually 14 to 15% of uh, adults smile less than five times per day, which is a pretty five? big five times. So kids can average 400 and there's a certain population of adults who only smile 15, you know, uh, less than 5% or five times per day. So, you know, and our older kids right now, that, that 12 year old age, I mean, that's when they're really starting to like, the social aspect of it. I'm really seeing like the number of smiles. But now I love watching old videos with, with her and just showing her, Hey, remember how much, look at this, how much fun you used to have doing these things. And, you know, it, it's, it's amazing how, how the smile decreases. And if you ever hang yeah, out. As, as, as life starts uh, beating them up, man, they uh, <laughs> become less and less smiley. Is that what happens? It's, it's exactly what happens. I mean, you're, you're base, you're at the baseball fields and like, you know, coaching and something like that, you know, when you get like a real young group of kids out there, like, you know, the, a seven-year-olds or whatever, and they're all yep. practicing. They're, they're, they're just goofy. They're smiling. They're just having a great time. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years, like the 13, 14-year-olds, and they're all like – Cool guy in it. Kind of like uh, – Yeah. They're all like, you know, they are – and there's maybe a couple of kids on the team that are smiling. Most of them are just trying to be so cool that their smiles don't show. It's kind of frustrating, but – Yeah, well, dude, uh, what about like – um? I mean, I, I don't want to say what we used to call it, but like the person that has like that permanent – scowl like they walk oh, around yeah. and they may not be mean you know that's like the thing that's amazing about it but like they look it so and that's that's a challenge and um i think that it's awareness and it may so i mean sometimes you're literally born with the genetics that you have you may be born with you know different muscles that are not as prone to to lift or some people's brain chemistry um you know it really put them in a place where it's hard for them to kind of get out of it to be able to smile very quickly. There's a threshold that, that in every neuron in your, in your brain, you know, that has to reach before the next signal starts to happen. And some people seem to be more prone to, they're having a lower threshold to smile, like just like anger. Some people have a low threshold to anger. Some people have a low threshold to do these things before the chemical reactions start to kind of uh, play its part out. So um, 
I think it's really important to train yourself because your brain is just a bag of goo and it's trainable to just as a habit, making sure that you're kind of quick to smile, you know, in, in most situations, because as we'll learn a little bit later, smiling makes you look more attractive. It makes you look more confident. It makes you, um, uh, it raises your sincerity level just by smiling, just by sitting across from someone and doing that. So Ooh, attractive and smarter. I got to smart. I'm going to start smiling my ass off everywhere yeah. I go now. Exactly. Just keep, keep it up, man. I'm, I'm going to be on you. Okay. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. No, man. I, I've always had a good time around you, Tim. You're, I think you, you bring the good mood around you. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a hard thing to do too. Yeah. Well, appreciate that, Phil. So carrying on, you know, and kind of what I just said is that it's, it's a, it's not easy to control your emotions, but you can always control your facial muscles. Meaning that, you know, even when you don't feel like being happy or, or smiley, you can literally voluntarily tell your smile muscles to move. And it's a two way street. As you move your eye muscles and your cheek muscles up, the same area in your brain gets stimulated when it doesn't naturally. Okay, and so you start to send these 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 uh, feedback loops back to yourself, and you actually can climb out of some problems just by smiling. You know, and you know I read uh, um, one of the anecdotes in one of the scientific one of the journals that I that I just read was this guy telling a story about how terrible his day was, and he went to a you know a coffee shop, and the server there was really cute and smiled at him, and uh, and it totally changed his day. You know, just that smile from someone else, when you see it, there were, we're social animals. We actually see someone smiling. It actually makes us more likely to smile too. So not only yep. when you smile, you change yourself, but you actually changes, you actually change someone else's brain chemistry by smiling at them. So the power you have over someone else to smile at them, I mean, you really wield some power over them. Say, you know what? I can actually control your, your day, your chemistry, and your by giving you a pleasant smile or, or a laugh or a chuckle. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing if you think about it. Well, that's, that's a, you know, that the, your attitude's infectious, you know, good or bad, you know, like exactly. they yeah. walk in with that scowl, it can rub off really quick on everybody else. They walk in all happy and ready for it. It rubs off on people. I agree, man. So um, as far as a dentist, you know, what I do and, you know, we're always asked to improve our smiles and some patients come in and they've got, Really no problems at all. It got me like a little tiny thing. And when I'm looking at them, I'm thinking to myself like, man, they actually have a very pleasant smile. You know, they're, they actually have a lot going on for them. Like I get, I guarantee nobody actually sees this. This is more of a personal thing, which obviously we're there to help them and whatever they need to us. But part of my job is to kind of, you know, reassure them that they, that their problem may not be as big as they think it is. Um, and so I, I love trying to help patients trying to be, have a positive outlook and, and view of themselves with, with their own teeth. But uh, the easiest ways to improve your, your smile um, is usually from bleaching your teeth, okay, which there's a variety of products for that over the counter and also in office bleaching or, or tray bleaching, which is my favorite. Um, there's a lot of ways to do orthodontics these days, you know, from the Invisalign to the full on, um, full brackets. Now, there's something called limited orthodontics, which is not a full on, you know, fix every single tooth and rotate it and just kind of more focus on the social six front teeth, you know, just kind of get them a little more lined up, okay? That usually doesn't take as long and it's not quite as costly to do. Um, then also veneers. Veneers are, in my opinion, a little bit more extreme um, to do for a patient. You really have to evaluate a lot of things before you just get veneers because um, a lot of dentists won't tell their patients this. I, I think it's important, but the average veneer, according to science, only lasts about seven years. So if you get your veneers in your 40s and you plan on living to, you know, however long you plan on living, you're going to 
have an investment to, to, to replace veneers over time because nothing that we do in general in life, um, including dentistry, lasts forever. And so, um, I mean, veneers can last a long time, but on average, veneers can pop off, they can chip, they can stain, they can have some cavities growing underneath them. So um, uh, bleaching and orthodontics is probably the most conservative way to get you to where you want to. Okay. Now, uh, for those that don't have the, the slideshow, I'm sorry, but what I'm going to do is just kind of show you some before and afters of some celebrities, okay, to kind of show you kind of what has happened to some of these guys over the, over the years to help them improve their smiles. And I think it really kind of goes a long way because you've seen these people before. For instance, George Clooney, everybody knows him. Um, in these pictures here, you can kind of see that, you know, I don't know, that's probably like his ER days a long time ago. Um, but really, he didn't have much done to his teeth. It looks like he just bleached his teeth and maybe some limited orthodontics because you can tell his edges are about the same. They're a little bit worn. They're not perfect, okay? Um, there's a lot of dentists who try to make everything absolutely perfect if that's what the patient wants and we try to give it to them. But there's always, you know, uh, some value in trying to characterize things that make it look a little more natural. There's not the picket fence, you know, a uh, smile that, that people might have. And I think George Clooney does a pretty good job there. The people, you know, think he's an attractive guy and he doesn't have absolutely perfect teeth. He does have wider teeth because I think he has done some bleaching here. Okay. He's all right. Uh, yeah, he's all right. He he's good. And this is Zach Efron when he was a kid. And you can kind of see where he had like, you know, a gap in his front teeth. Um, his teeth are kind of rounded, which is kind of even more feminine quality to, to teeth. But you can see that all he really did was just orthodontics to close some of the spaces that he had and kind of rotate teeth in the right place. But for the most part, his teeth really didn't need a whole lot of work um, uh, to, to make them a little bit more pleasant looking, okay? Um, and I would argue that um, a lot of patients maybe even need something like this. They just need to be have a more confident in themselves and to live with some of their imperfections. But obviously, if you're making millions of dollars, you know, you, you might, <laughs> you're might, a little, little easier. Yeah. yeah. That's why he was so good in The Greatest Showman, by the way, top five movie. That was great. Oh, dude, yeah, Morgan Freeman needed yeah, this. So Morgan Freeman back in the day, whew, this guy, um, he definitely had some some crown of bridge, which means that he probably had his teeth capped. Um, they kind of we kind of remove about a millimeter to, or two millimeters away from the surface of the teeth, and we make space for for new teeth to go on top of them like shells. Um, he probably also had some orthodontics because some of those teeth are pretty out of line. Um, but you know, I think Morgan Freeman, you tell on the left here. He was already, he already made it. He had, this is post Shawshank Redemption. This is post all of his big movies. This is kind of, you know, uh, he, he didn't need those teeth to make it in life. You know, he had wait, a, wait, hold, we got to pause. Was his teeth that bad in Shawshank? You know, I gotta go back and look, no but, um, I mean, look, those are, I mean, those are prison teeth maybe, but like, I don't <laughs> see him being, being that bad the whole time, man. That's horrible. Well, Remember, we're looking up close, you know, and, and, you know, and we're looking at a, you know, a pretty big smile. And this is close to a Duchenne smile. And he's showing a lot of his. Yeah, he's very proud of him, man. He's very he's, proud of those teeth. And it's probably taken from, from a telescopic lens, like, you know, 800 yards away from some paparazzi guy, you know, looking at that. because You're such a nice guy. For, listen to you, man. You are just covering for this dude. I like it. Yeah, but, hey, but here's the thing is that when I look at the person on the left, you know, of course, we can do some things to fix him up. But what I, what I love most about it is that he's confident about his teeth and that no doubt. Lungs, lungs are healthy. Like as long as there's no cavities, there's no periodontal disease, you know, if your teeth are a little rotated, a little, little discolored, like, hey, man, still rock a smile. Like, don't worry. Don't get so self-conscious about yourself. Don't get so bent on shape if you're not perfect, you know. And, uh, but obviously, someone convinced them to, uh, to get the teeth done. Yeah, he's got the same earrings in, too. 
Yep, and this is Lindsay Lohan. So she, she I'm kind of curious about what happened to her. She had a lot of, um, looks like she had some some darker teeth, maybe even some kind of malformations genetically. I'd have to go look and see if her movies when she's, she's smaller, but she's just got, her teeth don't seem like a, a natural tooth, and maybe she had something done to them. Um, uh, but then she obviously had veneers. So she her teeth are pretty straight to begin with, but she definitely covered her front teeth with, with porcelain. And porcelain veneers, they have range of thickness. They can be, you know, microscopic, almost like, you know, super thin, like, you know, tens of millimeters to all the way to, you know, uh, almost two millimeters thick, you know, for, for the front of the teeth. And, uh, but she definitely had veneers. Now, this is my favorite, Tom Cruise. I mean, when he was, when he was coming up, his teeth were not so great. They were, um, they're quite crooked. Um, looks like they were, one of them was scullered, you know, because it was one what of two. Scullered mean chipped? Like, he looks like he has a chipped tooth. So, I think it's, it's, it's a combination of chips and also rotated backwards. And so it's like in the recesses in the shadows and you kind of see that, that black triangle between there. Also, when a tooth is set back in the arch, when you brush your teeth, you kind of miss it sometimes. Sometimes that tooth actually darkens because it's not getting as clean as the ones out in front. Okay, so we see that a lot, the, the tooth behind, you know, uh, sometimes get a little bit darker. And so he had orthodontics and braces. I think that there were several pictures of him over the years and braces. I think he actually had it multiple times. And then obviously he had some, uh, some veneers put on his teeth as well. And uh, I put this up here. This is, uh, I don't know if you're into soccer. I'm not too much into soccer, but this is, uh, I think, the Liverpool coach. So just because you have cosmetic dentistry done um, doesn't always mean that um, you know, you're going to be satisfied with the end result. You really got to work with a dentist who can visualize and help you visualize what your teeth will look like uh, at the end. Now, he may love these teeth on the right-hand side, but I will tell you that they look would you would you say yes or no? Those teeth look natural on the right hand side, Tim. No, they look massive too. They look massive. They're too white. That's an unnatural color tooth for him. Usually, the, the whites of the eyes is the colors that are usually should be the same color as the teeth. If you go whiter than the white of the eyes, sometimes you really sort of get that glaring difference. And uh, they're very opacious, meaning that the light doesn't shine through them very well. They kind of bounce off. So having having a nice smile, but not artificial. You know, we always try to make sure our teeth don't have that quality to them. So if you're going to have your teeth done, make sure you can really visualize what they're going to look like in the end. And there's a lot of digital techniques that we use and, you know, examples and photos of, of previous cases, you know. And so this is an example of someone who really wanted to fix their smile, but maybe did the opposite. I think people are drawn to this now in maybe a negative way, not, not, and actually the one on the left, I think looks more natural if you just lighten his teeth up a little bit, you know, I think that, I think you yeah, probably I would agree. Uh, I definitely just, agree, but he seems pretty happy about his smile though. He seems to be digging yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes people want that. Yeah, so, it looks like a mouthful of gravestones, but he's uh, yeah. he has some big old teeth there, man. Yeah, he's, he's a proud guy. So sometimes we have to lengthen teeth. If you grind your teeth all down, we lengthen them. This is a guy that we lengthen some teeth for, and he was just the happiest guy afterwards. I mean, he was really had a good personality, but this was his smile on the left side. He was just kind of grimacing through a smile. That's it, but that's, that's the way he smiled? That was his smile. And so he just, because his teeth were so shortened. And uh, so we just lengthened his teeth and um, uh, gave him some, some actual tooth display to actually to show. And he actually, I mean, it changed his whole face. It showed, it, it literally changed his whole face. I didn't put a picture up here because uh, right. uh, I don't think I have a um, consent form for him. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's pretty powerful when you get Yeah, I'm sure he'd be kind of pissed yeah. off. You're like, here's uh, Bob Jones in his face. <laughs> well, this is, this is going viral. So I mean, I don't want him. To see it, you know, yeah. 
Good idea. Good idea. Okay. All right, we're almost to the end here. So, you know, here's here's an actor on the right. I forget his name. He's been a bunch William of William Defoe. That's exactly what I was gonna say. William something. But you know, here's a great example of someone who has made it in life. Um, he's got a little space between his teeth. They're not quite quite um where where they should be, but I mean he's rocking them. You know, he's got he's he's got a Duchenne smile on, he's happy, and that actually would look better than something artificial. You know, crow's yeah, feet are kicking, he smiles all the time, I can tell. He's got crow's feet all over the place. My 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 counseling to this patient would be, you know what, if your teeth are healthy, you've got this far in life, if you know, if it doesn't bother you, unless somebody's like, you know, your wife is nagging you or something like that, you know, leave it as it is, you know, because you're actually doing really well with your teeth and just you your your personality is amazing. You know, just just keep smiling and people will be happy with it, you know. And don't be embarrassed by imperfection. I think that a lot of people, you know, they they see the perfect thing on Instagram or wherever and they want to right. so perfect. But um you know, I, I say that sometimes perfect is not your friend. It's actually sometimes detrimental to to the whole thing. Once you get those perfect teeth, what if you still aren't confident? You know, then you're you're going to still have problems. You know, when when you smile. So, and you know, see a dentist if you want to learn about options. You don't have to get treatment. You just talk to them, and you can figure out you know if it's something you want to do moving forward. So, do people ever right. go from like, hey, I like you know William Dufault. If you did it for him, and he like, but he didn't like his smile, and you then you did it. And all of a sudden, like mentally, do they ever go and say like, oh, now I think everyone knows it's a fake smile. Do you ever see that happen? So it's, it's a tough thing because if you're going, if you're making big changes in someone's mouth, if someone's asking you to literally change the way that they present themselves and their, their face, you really have to have a conversation, you know, and that's what we have to visualize. And there's ways now where we can call wax up the teeth where um, so we come in and either take digital impression, but we scan the teeth and we kind of put it on a computer and, you know, put your face on there and kind of see some things. Or you take traditional models and you actually um, wax where the teeth should be, you know, carve where the, how you think the teeth should be. And you can actually make a um, transfer piece where you actually uh, transfer it from the stone model to the mouth and put the resin inside there that'll, that'll, that'll you know, be able to flake off your teeth. But you actually put it in your mouth and actually smile and have the teeth inside your mouth um, before you do any um prepping or doing anything uh the major work so you kind of see what it will look in place that's really helpful for the dentist too to make sure that we're on the right track is the bite where you want it to be is the length okay is it too short is it are they too wide if you're trying to close space you know so that, that's a really helpful thing to to, to know um and, our, and and most dentists will tell you it's, it's our kind of mantra in our office this is no surprises you know because um when you're dealing with these things some of these things are permanent if i prepare your teeth and take off portion of your enamel to make space for a new porcelain, I can't put it back on, you know, so the more pre-work you do into the case to make sure that you're on the right, right track, the better. Okay. Uh, yeah. For people with dentures or implant restorations where they're, you're, you can try things in and out. That's a little less of a problem because you can always switch something out. But when there's someone's teeth in their mouth, you really have to worry about that. So I'm glad to see you put that in the, the end of this about being yourself. I just, you know, with social media, especially so many people are like, they think Instagram and all these filter photos are like real life, man. And they're yeah. not, especially these filters, well, man. Oh yeah. They look like who they are. And I, I think that, um, you know, to, to be confident in what you got, you know, um, beauty's fleeting in life. You're, you can't always hold on to it, but you can always hold on to your attitude. You can always hold on to things that, that are actually going to draw more people to you. You know, I've never seen someone have, or in my experience, 
I don't think I have seen somebody's teeth draw a friend to them. You know, you don't get new friends or, you know, just because you have nice teeth. It's the way that you display your teeth is confidence. <laughs> you know, it's the way, it's the way you, you handle yourself. It's your body, it's your yeah. person, you know? And some people do come alive when they get a teeth. You know, you see somebody's a little bit shy if they got, you know, an embarrassing tooth and all of a sudden you're placed and you do see sometimes they come alive and all of a sudden they're smiling much bigger and, they, and they're coming in and, you know, they're just beaming and happy about their, their new teeth and showing them off. And, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of that, but um, uh, I would say for the most part, However you start is how you're going to finish. You know, you don't necessarily get liquid courage, you know, just from having, you know, uh, teeth. Liquid courage. Well, uh, liquid courage. Phil, awesome. you got any more slides there? Or are we good? You know what? We're pretty much good. I think um, that's a good place to end. Um, you know, uh, thanks for having me, Tim. Um, hope, hopefully you guys got something out of that. I think the, the, the big thing is just smile more, you know, and um, be conscious about it because um, there's a lot of times in, in life you just kind of get down or tired. But, you know, you can literally lift yourself out of some of those problems just by smiling. And it's proven by science. Dude, I love it, man. That was, uh, you did a really good job. You give this presentation to, like, other groups and stuff, too? You know, I got a bunch of different things. I, I like it in front of kids. I remember being really influenced by speakers when I was a kid growing up. You know, like, the, the power company would come and, like, the guy in light pole would be like, and this is how I changed the light pole. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I want to be an electrician on the light pole. The next right. person would come in talking about whatever and so like, I think the kids and just you know I don't know what I'm talking to kids right now but I do a lot of presentations for high schools and middle schools because I think they need to see people who are passionate about their jobs no matter what it is that they're passionate about their jobs and they love it and so that it gives them a little bit of you know a glance in the future of what one day hopefully they're going to be they can start seeing themselves doing some of these things so no doubt man no doubt good job buddy good job so yeah, Dr. Phil where can they connect with you if someone out there wants to look you up, man? Do you get your services or have any other questions? Where can they contact you? Well, Kate Dental Care. Can't, can't miss us. Type in Cape Coral Dentist on Google. Uh, CapeDental.com. Um, we're on Del Prado in between the, uh, the Midpoint Bridge and the, uh, the South Bridge. Um, we're on the corner of Cornwallis and Del Prado. And um, come on and see us. Um, and, uh, yeah, love, love to give you a consultation. If you want to just come in and get your teeth looked at or be nice cleaning with the best hygienist in, in the area. We have four of them, and every single one of them is awesome. They'll get your teeth sparkly clean, fresh and fresh and hygienic. Cool, cool. Well, dude, I appreciate it. you guys out there. If you want to connect with Phil, I'll put the his contact info in the uh, comment section of the body of the post. I love that as I appreciate happy people out there. I don't enjoy being around people that are in bad moods or sad or constantly downers. So. Pay attention to the man. He knows what he's talking about. Science backs them up. It's not just, not just my dumb mind saying it. There's science behind it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Like, share, and subscribe. Love to have you there. If, by the way, a personal plug, if you want to buy a home, you need to get financing, be happy to help you out. Give me a call anytime I can help you. I'll give you my cell phone number, 239-910-5668. So appreciate you guys listening. Phil, man, thanks for again, buddy. Appreciate it. It's MC around, bud. And I'm sure we'll see you at school too, buddy. So take care, bud. Tell your son to watch it. Okay. <laughs> see you later. Tell your son to watch it. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast.